Hello everyone and welcome to the Artless Dialogue, the weekly podcast where two friends from different places in their careers get together and have conversations on careers and business. My name is Saud Bukhar. I have previous experience in entrepreneurship, IT and non-profit consulting. Now I'm starting a career in accounting. Um joining me is the brilliant Ash Mohammed. Hi Ash. How are you doing Saud? Um thank you again for the for the lovely compliment. Um I'll 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 do my best to live up to that. So my name's Ash Mohammed. Um I've worked in the banking industry for over 20 years holding kind of various uh, senior leadership roles in products and and change and and commercial roles as well. Uh, so what we're talking about this week Saud. This week a uh, really interesting topic um i've noticed we tend towards tech a bit a bit too much because we're interested in it and it's really exciting changing the world these days so this week we're going to talk about something that has changed over the past decade from what people thought was maybe possible to then inevitable and now to commercially available this week we're talking about autonomous cars also known as self-driving cars now top companies such as tesla apple ibm gm motors they're all investing into self driving cars and it's it's beginning to change the landscape and it's beginning to um scare a lot of traditional organizations and people are thinking how it's going to affect how we drive and how we live and how we commute to work uh, but before we get to that i think ash we better talk about what's happening today and what's what the industry yeah. is looking at like today Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Saud. And and I guess you know when we talk about um, autonomous cars, uh, there's a helpful um, sort of guide, um, and I found this really interesting because it was quite an interesting um, subject when you get into it. Yeah. I always assumed, um, just as you said, when you think about Tesla and and lots of these kind of cars out there, that we actually had autonomous cars today. Um, but the reality is, and, and there's a there's a kind of a, um, a sort of level done by the SAE. So if you're interested, it's the SAE dot. um org.uk and it's basically an international sort of group of engineers who create this levels of what what is um, autonomous and mm. you know running through it very quickly zero level zero is no automation level mm. one is hands on shared control which is kind of you know um cruise control would be that um which we have in most cars today mm. uh, level two is hands off you know not many cars out there you could argue some of the sort of lane assist and automatic braking gives you an element of that but you certainly want uh, ask to take your hands off the steering wheel um eyes off very few cars are out there where you can take your eyes off the road um you know um not safe certainly mind off um according to uh, SAE there's no cars out there where you can take your mind off the road um mm-hmm. apparently the order have got one in production and they actually tested it in the 2020 Olympic games in the Olympic village. Uh now they admit that that was okay to do because it was an enclosed, you know, safe environment. There was not no not many other cars out there, etc. And then level 5 is kind of steering wheel optional. Mm-hmm. And uh, Waymo, which is a Google company, um are actually developing uh, a steering wheel optional car where it doesn't have a steering wheel so you walk into this thing sit down it has a couple of seats and it has a screen and and that's it everything else is um autonomous and it's it's quite interesting interesting you know you you mentioned some of the big players there um how the industry is taking this because it's kind of going down two avenues avenue 1 is all this automation and all this kind of ability to self drive 
which then means if you think about you know the car you know us as a person all of the senses you need to navigate your way from the, your front room to the kitchen to make yourself a cup of tea back. You know, you've got your eyes, you've got your inner ear to help you balance so you don't fall over. You've got your ears so you can hear there's no one running down the stairs, one of your kids is going to run you over. So you've got all these senses around you which allow you to do that. So actually autonomous cars, there's uh, a heavy reliance on tech. You know, you've got to have traffic lights and you've got to have sensors on the roads. You've got sensors and, and radar and laser. It's so much technology required. So some companies are actually going and using, and we talked about this in the Metaverse episode, they're actually using VR. And, mm. and what they're doing is, and, and, and for those who are Marvel fans and have watched Black Panther, um, you'll have seen in the, in the Black Panther um, film where they have these little chips and and someone's sitting in a virtual car driving a real car. And that's actually happening today. Technology is available where you're a taxi driver sitting in your seat and yeah. someone gets into a autonomous car and, and the taxi driver drives you. Now the benefit of that is you shortcut all of these technology requirements because you're actually seeing the road as you would do if you're in the car. The difference mm. is as a passenger, you now have the benefit of a car without the, you know, uh, the annoyance of having to drive it. So suddenly commutes, you can sit there and you can read your book, go on your laptop, do whatever you want while this person uh, drives you. And they could be anywhere in the world. So it's in- interesting how the kind of industry is, is split um, along that. Yeah. But I guess, you know, so, you know, interesting point, you know, we talk about some big companies out there, you know, where, where do you think this will go on and why are people chasing it so much? You know, it's, what's, the, what's the big excitement? I think, I think the big excitement is that it's going to make a lot of lives easier, both for people who drive and for people who don't drive. Uh, because the technology that we're working on, for example, if we're driving, we're going to maintain a certain distance with the car in front of us because of human reaction time. But when it comes to computers, when it comes to technology, their reaction time is a lot faster than humans. So they'll be able to drive way closer to each other and be more safer than we are right now. So that would help reduce congestion, traffic congestions and traffic problems in urban cities and high populated cities, especially where there's a high number of cars driving. So that's going to help uh, local councils. That's going to help city help in city planning. That's going to help us get to our jobs faster. And that's going to be safer for people walking and cyclists as well. So, so it has a lot of benefits. And the first thing that comes to mind is benefit for the greater community and easier, easier and safe, safer driving. Uh, because uh, when it comes to um, driving and dangers associated with there are 35,000 deaths in the US every year and 260,000 accidents in China every year and when it comes autonomous driving can help reduce that so that is one key driver for this industry and one key benefit as well something else that is just yeah so just just on that one I think it's it's a really kind of interesting point because um Ironically, people's worry with autonomous cars is the fact that they're not safe or yep. can't be safe. And, and you know, some of the high-profile accidents, you know, I think Tesla, um, I think there's two fatalities, unfortunately, um, in China. Um, and that makes the news. Hmm. Um, so you're right, you know, it's, it's definitely a benefit because we know for a fact computers can react better than humans at, at speed anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how 
a perception still is that people are worried about autonomous cars. I guess it, I guess it comes to about trust because we're used to a certain way of driving and go, getting to work and getting to places we want to go. And as autonomous cars start coming on, coming onto the scene, we'll begin begin developing trust because at the end of the day, they're using they're using hundreds of tens and hundreds of lasers cameras to ensure that the car is going where it's supposed to go and how it's supposed to go whereas we've just got two eyes and an ear and sometimes we're not even using the ears because we're listening to music while driving so so um yeah yeah so i guess it comes to trust and over time we'll begin to trust technology like we do in so many other domains and fields of our life as well so yeah so i think um so i think you know trust um you use the trust um south and i think that's a spawn um word i was talking to kind of one of our um regular listeners uh gordon um mm. and 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 shout out to gordon i think he's always got some um really interesting um thoughts and feedback and one of the things he kind of said and he said this is a good test of our current trust of technology if you had something really important to say to someone mm. really kind of important going you know whether it's you know, not not to go. Can I can I can I uh, meet you for dinner or, or whatever? But it's going right. I'm going to propose to someone, mm. or I need to arrange this really important trip for me. Mm. Would you trust Siri to send the message for you today, right now? You know, have a think. If you're sitting somewhere and going right, it's a really important message. Would I trust Siri with it? And you probably go. I'd probably check it. You know, as a minimum. I mean, there'd be most people say no, I wouldn't because um, they wouldn't necessarily trust the voice uh, sort of recognition software today. But secondly, there's this inherent kind of mistrust that it might get something wrong. Um, mm. So I think, I think you know, just kind of closing off your trust point, I think right, the trust is a kind of cultural challenge we've got today when it comes to our relationship with technology. Um, it'll be interesting to get people's kind of thoughts on, on what would be their response. But yeah, so you were talking about benefits and, and some of the f- future elements of... Uh, autonomous cars so uh, coming on to the, the benefits uh the second benefit that uh, autonomous cars can bring on is uh, is environmental impact so um a study by ohio university uh, in the u.s said that you can drop your e- emissions by 60 percent why why is that because autonomous cars are using technology that enabled them to um, see in advance how other cars are going to react and when you should be braking and accelerating for optimal fuel consumption and an optimal time for your journey so that's going to lead to 60 percent drop in emissions and that's a great number if you think about it so um so yeah the benefit so far uh increase in lane capacity and uh, reducing uh, making people's lives easier who are on the road uh, secondly reducing emissions third we talked about how it can save life save lives and fourth and most important is it's going to be changing a lot of industries as we speak so it's going to a study said that it's going to bring $7 trillion into the global economy. Now, how that's going to be, it's going to be directly by the manufacturing and all the technologies that go along with autonomous cars, but it's going to happen indirectly as well because insurance models are going to change, uh, regulations and laws are going to change, and the way people uh, the activities people perform while driving is going to change because they'll have more time on their hands. Instead of commuting and constantly on the road, they can contribute mm-hmm. to society in other ways. And I think there's, there's, there's tons of um, really kind of um, interesting points there, Saud. Um, again, kind of lots of the feedback we get from listeners actually, Saud, is, is we, we sometimes um, stumble across really kind of 
good questions. I say stumble across because we take I'll take no credit for it. Um, but I think that there's really um, and and that what the listeners really enjoy is the fact that it gets them thinking. And actually, you've kind of made a ton of good points there where you kind of go, right, actually, that's got me thinking. Because one of, one of the points there around is all these other industries. And we kind of talked about it in the metaverse episode and, you know, we talked about it in other episodes, which is, you know, we don't necessarily understand what the future job market would look like. And actually, there's all these interesting jobs we don't even know exist today, might exist in the future. Um the other thing I was just, you know, to your point around um, the environment and 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 cars, etc. Hmm. There's an interesting um, point around um, on the World Economic Forum website. Um, so if if anyone fancies an interesting read, they they do uh, this thing called eight predictions in 2030, and yeah. um, prediction number one is that, um, and it's a Danish MP, uh, and I've, I'm going to horribly mispronounce her name. Unfortunately, it's Ida Oaken. And, and she talks about number one uh, being all products will become services. Mm. And she uses actually autonomous cars as an example saying, why would you need to own a car? Um, you wouldn't need to own a car because what's the point? All cars are self-driven. So actually you just go find your nearest, you know, whatever the car is, yeah. Google, Amazon, whatever the brand is. And, you know, you tap your phone, your device onto the door and then whatever it drops you off, you get charged and it takes you exactly where you need to go. So you go, right, am I going to pay 50,000 pounds a year for a brand new car hmm. where as soon as I buy it, it depreciates value by, you know, 20% yeah. or am I going to just pay for the journey I need to pay for? I don't need to worry about servicing. I don't need to worry about um, insurance, all of the, the stuff that comes with it. Hmm. And then you kind of go, right, okay, if if you believe that to be true and, and, you know, lots of smart people do, yeah. then why do I need a drive in my house on my house? So mm. suddenly then the a street looks very different. Mm. If you think about, you know, go outside to your um, local street, if you're in Scotland, it's raining. So put a jacket on, um, but <laughs> you know, and you'll see most of your street has got drives and it's a big mm. chunk of your house space. Mm. And it's got roads because we've all got cars. We need to drive off the drive. And then you suddenly go, right, well, actually the whole, environment completely changes hmm. because you know to your point about um you know the lane space and the volume of cars out there yeah. actually if you just need your autonomous cars to be you know um on the roads you go right okay i don't need drives i don't need a garage in a house ever again you know apart from all my rubbish that i hide there um <laughs> that i'm I resolve one day I'll fix. But apart from that, you kind of go, actually, this has so many kind of knock-on impacts that we probably don't fully understand hmm. um, in terms of, you know, what, what actually owning a car really means. Yeah. Um, the, sorry, the final point just on this is, and it was on the insurance point, and, and I've got to mention it, otherwise um, Gordon, who's, a, who's in the legal world, will get me in trouble, <laughs> um, was kind of saying, actually, insurance becomes quite tricky because hmm. if an autonomous car did have a car crash, who's yeah. liable? You know, are you exactly. the passenger liable because it's your car or is it the manufacturer or who, who who's liable? Exactly. It becomes quite tricky and suddenly insurance completely changes because right now, you know, your insurance is in your name, in my name uh, as the owner of the car. So yeah, it's, 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 there's lots of interesting kind of dimensions to it, uh, which I think you know you 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 brought to life really well there, Saud. 
so yes, I think you know I've, there's probably I've just probably started touching on what some of the challenges will be. You know, we talked about you know the the the, the legislation, etc. Hmm. So you know, what what else um, do you think so it's gonna, this is going to create some? unintended consequences or challenges well well um you mentioned insurance so that's that's one that's going to change like whose fault is it if the car crashes is it the manufacturer is it you is it the other car or is it the weather or some other signal interfering with it I, so so that's going to be something that regulators and um, lawmakers or policymakers are going to have uh, issues with and they'll have to face this challenge and solve it quickly because we're going there pretty fast um but some other things that come to mind is would you need driving licenses like i mean you're not driving the car so i guess people wouldn't need driving licenses and i guess people would not need to know how to drive cars like we've talked about how people people are so so there are so many auto, automatic gear cars so people a lot of people don't know how to drive the stick shift but then in the future when autonomous cars come people may not know how to drive cars as well at all and driving licenses may not be needed so that's something to think about traffic lights would we need traffic lights because the cars that tesla's make working on the cars that google are working on they interact with each other they talk those cars talk to each other tell each other okay i'm driving at 50 miles per hour i'm going to turn left in a few seconds so why don't you slow down and that's the cars interact with each other and then they stop themselves so would we need traffic lights i don't know so a lot of things like this are regulations and laws policies the way we see our roads as you mentioned they're going to change the something especially interesting is that how they're going to affect industries so as you mentioned previously that um so we won't need to own cars we'll just order a car and it'll come by and that remind that that makes me think okay so that's an uber without the driver similarly we could get deliveries without the driver similarly we could get yeah. public transportation without the yeah. person who's driving the vehicle so I believe it's going to change the labor market a lot, as as you mentioned previously, yeah. because a lot of jobs yeah. that are dependent on human beings, especially when it comes to transportation, a, a big they're going to change. A big example of that is trucking, the trucking industry. Now, yeah. if you've got a truck that has to travel for two days to get somewhere across continents, across big areas of land, Canada, Europe, Asia, so what's going to happen? So you get a truck, you get a driver. He's going to have to sleep. He's going to have to eat. That's time when the truck isn't going from point A to point B. When it comes to autonomous cars, that can autonomous trucks. Sorry, they can save half your time. So sure, it may be good for business, but it not be good for a lot of people who are working in those sectors, like truckers, yeah. like drivers, like delivery men or women. So yeah, yeah. So it's going to change the labor market and a lot of industries in different ways. Ash, would you? Yeah, no, I think it's important, and I think you know it, you can kind of see in, in my head this kind of spider web of um, consequences to mm. some of this, and some you know what you're talking about there is automation in general. Yeah, and you kind of go, you know, we're, we're seeing automation in tons of industries. You know, um, you know, we saw it's a bit like you know the industrial revolution, and and the first mm. time you know um, some element of robotics came into a manufacturing plant, and everyone was really kind of concerned that there's going to be tons of unemployed people because all these highly labor intensive jobs are suddenly going to move to, um, you know, a robot doing it. Hmm. But actually, you know, and you touched on it before, so you've got this robotics industry. 
So all these jobs suddenly re-educate and the next generation go into automation and building, you know, um, all the robots that do all the production lines. Yeah. And I think this is another one of those kind of, we're at the cusp of it because there's a, there's a company called Neuro um, um, in California mm-hmm. and they're already starting to do autonomous commercial delivery. They've got a license for it. Hmm. And I don't know if um, you've seen um, or our listeners have seen Logan, um, which is a Marvel movie, brilliant film, highly recommend it. Um, it's got an 18 rating, so if anyone's listening under 18, don't. But that was a, a Logan. You have my recommendation. Is but that in the that, Wolverine, set in the Wolverine one? And that's the Wolverine. That's the one. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. absolutely amazing film. Good um, movie. I was going to spoil it then, but I'll not spoil it. Um, but in that one, I don't know if you remember, but. Um, when they're on the motorway, there's a scene they're on the motorway and all the commercial trucks are actually all autonomous vehicles. And actually, they they stole the design from that, from this actual company oh. called Neuro. Because, again, you know, in your head, when you think about a truck, you're probably all imagining a big sort of front bit hmm. and then the big container. But hmm. actually, that's because the big front bit is designed for people to sit in the yeah. windscreen. Now, when you see a thing with no windscreen, it kind of freaks you out a little bit because you're going, there's no windscreen. Hmm. This thing's moving at 70 miles an hour with no windscreen. Hmm. How does a robot see? Um, and it's, 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 it, there is a little bit of kind of, you know, a, a cultural bit to it. Um, so, but you're right that, you know, you even think about um, packing tickets. So, you know, a, a blessing in disguise, you know, potentially never have a packing ticket anymore because you don't own a car. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at, you know, a lot of the local councils, what percentage of their income comes from parking tickets? Hmm. Surprisingly high. You know, whether it's parking tickets, whether it's fines for bus, eating, all this sort of stuff. Hmm. Suddenly all that income disappears. Hmm. And and then you go, right, well, how do you backfill that revenue? So, yeah, you're, you're right. There's all this kind of spider web of um, interconnectedness. But I think, you know... Um, it's, it's a kind of classic shift when we move from one um, generation to another. There's always a fear that comes with, yeah, lots of people are going to kind of lose jobs, but mm-hmm. actually there's going to be a ton of new jobs as a result of this, you know, maybe my optimistic self. Um, so I think I think it's just, we're, but we're at that kind of cusp of uh, a big kind of transition. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be cool to kind of fast forward to 2030 South and, and see if we're actually right. Or, you know, it's a bit like, hoverboards you know and people thought you know oh well by 2000 we have hoverboards and we still haven't i'm still waiting for mine um yeah yeah yeah, absolutely it's it's going to change a lot of things from government to regulations to businesses to the labor market to what we study and what careers we go to but something something we did not focus on a lot was um how it affect the auto industry itself because right now automakers are spending millions on safety uh, requirements, safety um, standards, and to ensure that the cars are safe, that that can include reinforced steel, airbags, and other sensors that can make people inside the car safer. Now, with autonomous cars having, hopefully, having less accidents and having less dangers than uh, cars driven by humans, companies will have to make that much expenditure on safety equipment. They may not have to spend so much on air airbags or reinforced steel. Uh, another thing is that designs would change. You mentioned there'd be a truck without a, a windscreen and a cabin for the person to sit in. So how would cars look then uh, without a steering wheel? Uh, they, we may not even need front-facing seats. Like we may we may be sitting facing each other like at a dinner table. And uh, so I guess I guess like you said that 
jump fast forwarding 30 years we may not even we may not even be able to imagine how cars would look then and how traveling would look then and something interesting is the time that we'll get back so having 30 minute one hour commute commutes to work or wherever wherever you're going or to home or to shopping so that time can actually be spent concentrating on stuff that can make your life better and add value to your life or to your work so i think that's something that is you can't put a number on it and um it's going to be fun yeah. to see how how it changes us over over time yeah um definitely and as you were speaking this out i was i was thinking i hope they have a cure for motion sickness by then because the thought of sitting in a car facing the wrong way um just gives me motion sickness just thinking about it so <laughs> hopefully they've got a cure by then um i think your your, your design point is brilliant um south because you know there's some there's something exciting about you know getting a new car and it's like a new toy and you know the design is so critical you know um whatever car you drive you know chances are you picked it because you like the look of it or you enjoyed the seat and the driving position and and lots of stuff about you know people buy alloys for their cars and hmm. and and all the kind of the stuff you do to make your car um you know racing stripes all the fun stuff <laughs> and all that is going to potentially go and we're going to have with this you know this bland um same looking car uh, everybody has that rules about who knows um yeah i think you know again uh, theme of our podcast we could talk about this stuff all day long oh, um yeah. as we often do so uh, all day long but i think in terms of kind of just summing up so you know i think autonomous cars you know lots of kind of technology involved we kind of we kind of understand where probably not there yet we're kind of quite a distance away there's there's a few sort of working purely working as in the definition of an autonomous car out there so there's lots of technology to still catch up and we know culturally we're still not quite there to trust the car um i think some of the stuff we talked about in terms of what the future holds yeah i think there's a, a whole change in both the industry when it comes to the car industry but we also know there's going to be kind of a change to subsequent job market labor market how we perceive um kind of transport in general so massive shift and then we talked all about these spider web tendrils mm-hmm. which are going to have this um sort of chain reaction effect um that this is going to kind of uh, cause yeah. and then we kind of talked uh, about kind of some of the kind of risks and themes and unintended consequences and whether that's you know the legislation that comes with insurance or whether you know as we talked about the labor market the risk to the existing labor market or you know something you know cultural you know we enjoy our cars and we enjoy classic cars and all this sort of stuff so um where does that go um so i think yeah i think it was a bit kind of usual kind of um really interesting um subject really actually enjoyed um talking about this one um but south um we've got a our last episode this season coming up can you believe we've nearly had one whole season which is Uh, amazing I don't and we're it. still here um so what's our kind of i know it's flown by so what's our what's our last episode about so yeah so so episode uh 10 yeah so we're 10 weeks in uh anyway, episode 10 is going to be uh going back to something that i think uh will help everyone who's listening regardless of what career they're in or what business they're doing or what stage of their career they're in so we're going to be talking about elevator pitches and when you think of ele- elevator pitches it comes okay a salesman trying to sell you something quickly in less than one minute but that's true but what we mean by elevator pitches is 
whenever you're introducing yourself, whenever you're introducing an idea, whenever you're introducing a topic, convincing your friend to watch a TV show, all of that comes into elevator pitches. So uh, me and Ash are going to try to give you the best tips, advice and tools you can use to create an elevator pitch, what pitfalls to avoid and how you can actually convey what you want to convey in the shortest manner with the greatest effect and impact that you want. Yeah, what, what a fantastic episode to kind of finish out season one on South. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and as always, um, you know, if there's any kind of specific questions or feedback, um, please get in touch with us at contact at theartlessdialogue.com or you can find us on our LinkedIn page. And if you've enjoyed this, um, we've got a back catalogue, as we mentioned, we've got kind of um, nine episodes now in total. You can find us at the usual places you find your podcast, whether that's on Spotify or um, iTunes uh, podcasts. And we'll see you guys next week. So take care for now. Yeah, take care, guys. See you next week.